Welcome to the show, folks. My name is Jeff. That's Jeff with a G, which is absolutely essential information. And this is the 72nd tour of duty through the backwoods and the deserts and the marshes of indispensable alternative contemplation. That is the Wonderland. Actually, it's really just 20 minutes or so of what my parents would have called complete rubbish. But if I make it sound intelligent and interesting, it actually sounds like we're doing something worthwhile, right? And so it is with life, I find. It doesn't matter what it is you're doing, as long as it looks like it's important. So anyway, this morning I woke up, I got out of bed, I went downstairs, I made myself a coffee, I sat on the sofa, I looked out the window, and I thought to myself, getting old is a real biatch. Now I know for a fact that 83.7% of you will be on board with me with that thought, and so I thought to myself, self Let's take a bit of a look at whose fault it actually is that we all happen to be whatever age we are and what we can do about it. Well, Jeff, you might say, that's silly. It isn't anybody's fault, because that's the way time works, and there's nothing we can do about it. So I'm like, really? And I give you one of those faces, you know, meant to give you the feeling that you're incredibly stupid and have missed a massively important truth, which is now going to make your entire life look like a sham. Upon noticing the look on my face, your mind suddenly finds itself at a crossroads of sorts. You're thinking, hmm, either he has a really good point and I might have turned out to be a useless piece of garbage, just like my high school geography teacher said, or... He's finally gone completely off his rocker. In either case, I now have your full attention and you have no option but to at least half listen to what I have to say. Now that's not entirely true of course, is it? You actually have lots of options right now. You could choose to just keep half listening whilst munching on your donut or you could keep driving or yelling at the kids or putting on your makeup or staring blankly at Instagram or you know, just keep doing whatever the hell it is you were doing when I brought the subject up. Or you could listen intently on the off chance that I'm going to say something absolutely earth-shattering. Or you could turn me off, finally convinced that my mum and dad were right and that you've got much better things to do than keep wasting your time on this nonsense. Anyway, to the three of you who are still listening, I say the truth is out there. As in out there, somewhere, not necessarily here. But it might be. And if it is, can you afford to miss it? Probably. Or probably not. Confused? Good. Now, it's time to gird your loins, brave truth seekers, and follow me, if you dare, into the lion's den of dissertation that is theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. And welcome to Theory Time. Now, has everybody got their loins properly girded? Because I know a lot of you don't know what girding loins means, um, but I want to make sure that all the loins have been girded correctly. So if you could just stand up and show me your loins. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That will never do. Can, Can somebody please show this gentleman how to gird his loins? Your loins. You don't know what loins are. Show him what loins are carefully. All right, okay. Okay, so everybody else good? 
all girded. Yes. Oh, some of you are actually very good girders. Mm, yes. Nice loins over there too, by the way. Mm. Okay, let's get on with it. So today's theory concerns the compulsory business of getting older and the curse thereof. Nobody wants to get older. At least nobody except anyone between the ages of 16 and 27. I don't think I really need to go into the reasons for this, maybe because we pretty much all know what they are, but I am going to zero in on the real reason that we are whatever age we are at this exact moment. And that reason is incredibly simple. So simple, in fact, that I reckon there's probably not a single person on earth that wouldn't like to have strangled the bloke responsible. The root cause of our predicament was very probably ego. And yes, the likely perpetrator was a man. So girls, I reckon you're off the hook with this one. I'm not talking about God here, by the way. He or she is probably still laughing his or her head off at the whole thing. And I certainly would be if it was me. Nope, you can Google this thing until you're blue in the face, but there is nothing like a decent, truly sensible or reasonable explanation for it anywhere, in my humble opinion. Well, it appears that the culprits are, depending on how you look at it, either the ancient Egyptians or, more likely, the ancient Romans. One in particular, who, in his self-proclaimed wisdom, decided that each year would contain 365 days, except for leap years, which would contain one day less, just to confuse the shit out of anybody born on February 29. Take a bow, Julius Caesar. Now you'll read that there were numerous sensible reasons for this calendar, based on seasons and the moon and superstitions and, I don't know, whatever Caesar had for breakfast, and quite frankly I'm not surprised that Brutus knocked him off. Apparently Brutus's answer to Julius Caesar's dying words, A tu Brute, which translates into You too, Brutus, were reportedly something along the lines of, Yes, Julius, and this is for the 365-day calendar thing, you stupid big-nosed git, and thanks for nothing, salad boy. See? So even back then, even buffheads like Brutus were hip to how ridiculous it was that Julius Caesar pretty much pushed through this idea that a year should comprise 365 days. Which is why what we have now is called the Julian calendar. Now, whilst I'm not one for advocating violence, it has to be said that if somebody had knocked off Julius Caesar long before he got into big-time politics, we might have actually gotten a far more sensible, well-thought-out decision to establish a 730-day yearly calendar instead of this 365-day rubbish. Now, admittedly, this would have meant months which were twice as long, or alternatively, coming up with another 12 names for the extra months. It would also mean having two winters, two summers, two autumns and two springs every year, but well, quite honestly, where's the problem with that? The fashion industry, for one, would have an absolute field day with it. All things considered, folks, it'd be a small price to pay for the main end result, which would be that everybody on the planet would be half their current age, right? And so here is an even bigger theory for you. Are you ready for this? Okay. Well, apparently there's someone up the back who isn't so... Yes, you're excuse. Next time, just get your girding sorted out before you come in, okay? 
embarrassing. Anyway, yes, off you go. Bloody hell. So anyway, my big theory. Why can't we do this now? Right? As in, for the powers that be, to just say, Okay, people, listen up, listen up. We are now changing the number of days in a year. Now, we can do it. We've got the technology, so just bear with us while we sort things out. Blah, blah, blah. Now, admittedly, the manufacturers of calendars and such would have to retool somewhat. But look, I honestly think this would be absolutely worth the effort. Because, like, I mean, how many 76-year-old men out there wouldn't like to be 38 again? And how many of you 46-year-old ladies could resist suddenly being 23? On top of which, we'd all have tremendous fun coming up with names for all the extra months if we decided to do it that way, wouldn't we? So, folks, there you have it. And given that it's me who's come up with this idea, I would like to respectfully suggest that this new calendar be named either the Jeffian calendar, and that's Jeffian with a G, or at least the Wonderlandian calendar. It's got a ring to it, I think. And finally, a word to my son, whose name is Julian, and it's this. When it comes to calendars, matey boy, father knows best. This is what I know. Theory time. Yes, it most certainly is, and that's it for today's mind-bogglingly credible and forward-thinking edition of Theory Time. Given the undeniable rigours of theory time, it's no accident that we here at the Wonderland like to follow such a segment up with something a bit more relaxing in the form of Song of the Day. Today we're going to hear a track from my current favourite German band, The Mergers. And here they are with a track from their Monkey See, Monkey Do album. And this is End of Season. Take a listen.
Yes, end of season, and that's also the end of the song. But if you would like to hear more from The Mergers, do check them out on any of the music streaming services. So we've now come to that part of the show where any semblance of logic gets thrown with extreme prejudice out of the closest window. Hence, it's growing popularity. Yes, folks, it's time for some more. Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. So, hey, Kev, gee, we spoke at the same time. Yeah. We spoke at the same time then. We did. That was incredible. It was like, we almost what, like cancelled ourselves out. I know. What, <laughs> what are the, but what are the chances, Kevin, that we would say <laughs> this the greeting at the same time? We can't even see each other, and yet we say hello at precisely the same time. We're in different countries. That's crazy. That is bizarre. In fact, it was so perfect, I thought it was just me saying yeah, yeah. I thought oh, it was I just you. Then I realised it was me, which is yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, Kev, really how you doing, mate? How you doing? Yes, you doing good. I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. It's rainy here in Austria at the moment. How's yeah. it over there in Germany? Rainy and foggy in Germany. And I'll tell you what, Kev, we've got a problem, and I think you probably do as well, with martyrs. Mm-hmm. Now, martyr is the German word for what's known as a Martin. Right, it's like a little, it's like a, a ferret, sort of like a ferret, isn't it? Oh yes, I know those. Yeah, they they come from Saint Martin. They they yeah. do. Yeah, they all come over here. They swim over yeah. on rafts and they get flights yeah, yeah. and they come they over and they're always dressed in you know um, festive clothing and um, then they go back. Indeed. Then they Indeed. go back. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Then they go back. Yeah. But the the thing is, folks, if you're wondering what the hell is he talking about, um, which mostly people are. I'm wondering what the hell you're talking about. Well, I'm talking about the damage that they do to the hoses and electrical circuits in cars because they crawl into the engine cabinet and they do all sorts Why of things. Why do they do that? They're, because they like... They're attracted to the... They're attracted. They like the rubber. They like chewing things, nibbling things. They like the warmth of the car, particularly if it's been running, and they get into it after you get okay. out of it. And uh, they cause all sorts of damage, right? So the other day... So they look at the wires and they go... And they go, hmm. hmm. That looks like a great meal. Yes, they do. And they, you know, one of them hands, you know, somebody, they get a bit of sauce from another one or some, some spices and they, you know... So if you find spice and tomato sauce in your engine cabinet, you've got martyrs. That's how you can tell. You got condiments. Yeah, theories. condiments, you know, because you see the condiments lying around. Maybe they leave a bottle top there, you know, perhaps a bottle of mayonnaise. You're sitting on top there of the radiator. Is. You think, oh, martyrs again. Or a bottle of wine. bottle of wine, yeah. sometimes, or a plate. In any case, this is true, folks. We have this problem. Kevin, you have that problem in Austria too, do you not? Yeah, we do, actually. We, uh, our neighbours had the martyrs and they couldn't get rid of them at all. Like, in the last 20 years, they've done all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, and, uh, this, and uh, uh, then, this, yeah, the next-door neighbours were actually Mr and Mrs Martyr. They came in one night and couldn't get rid of them. Like, you know, <laughs> no, the feeling, Kevin. <laughs> no, but seriously. I'd like to get rid of my neighbours, but anyway. Yeah, but anyway, there's things you can do to get rid of them, Kev. Let me just run through a couple, and, and you might have some suggestions. Okay. I don't know. Well, you, there's an anti-martyr spray, which apparently smells so bad that the martyrs can't stand it. The only problem is you spray it in your car you can't stand it either you have to sell the car that's but at least <laughs> you have to sell the car. but at least you never have a problem with the martyrs anymore because you don't have a car right well there you go and the there other thing go. is you can that. put mesh underneath the wheels like you know chicken wire and the martyrs don't like walking on that they find it uncomfortable so they bugger off or come back in a week's time you know um but then what are you supposed to do like in the morning before you go to work you know you got to go Get underneath the car and get rid of that stuff. No, you just you just roll off it. You just roll off it. It's just roll off it. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know, I had another idea. Get rid of that. That's a good one. Yeah, and you can also use put a broom underneath the car. This is true. A broom or a brush, and that will scare them off too. God knows how. As my sister said, they see a broom, they see a broom or a brush, and they go, "Oh my God, household chores. We're out of here." Right. 
So that works yeah, too. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, what I, I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Kev? I have an idea. Okay. Yeah, Lay I mean, it on me. I think there's so many people that have been affected by uh, the situation in the last year and a half and yeah. stuff, and lots of people that are working. Yeah. And, and yeah. some of them are like those, the people that used to come and entertain you at home, you know? Oh. Like, and one of them would be those... Uh, the clowns. Like those a clown. clowns. So? Yeah, I, th- I think there should be like a 24-hour clown <laughs> anti-marble service that, that, you call, that you call them up. <laughs> Uh, and they just dance around the car 24 hours. And we're like, one guy's like, hey, man, my shit's up, you know, calling the next guy. Okay, that, that, could, re- that could well work because they don't like people that have got face paint, apparently. They're, yeah, that's, exactly. an, that's anathema to them, Kev, anathema. You know, yeah. anathema. Anathema. What does that mean? Anathema. Which, when you've got anathema, and, and, you know, or maybe two ethemas, you, put, you take one away, you've got anathema. Eth- Whatever the hell it is, apparently it scares them away. Anyway. Ethema. Yeah. Ethema. Ethema. Is that ethema? No, ethema. Uh, th. Is that like Spanish? No. Ethema. No. Ethema. No, I believe it's former Yugoslavian. You know, former because it's such a stupid word. Even they got rid of it. No. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kev. I think that you could use a sleeping bag as well slide that underneath the car i think that would scare them away why would that scare well them away? We, you need to have a person in it obviously sleeping in it and they have to move around a bit and then the <laughs> martyrs run away so i've said to my daughter who has a car that has been affected by martyrs look get a sleeping yes. bag you know go outside spend the night under the stars or under the car and i'm sure you'll never have a martyr <laughs> problem ever again right oh my god jeff that's beautiful but the upside kev what, what did your daughter think of that well, she hasn't complained so far. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kevin. Yes, and Little Kevin myself will be back to talk more about the things that really matter on the next episode of The Wonderland. But for now, back to me. Now, unless you all have really short memories, you'll recall that earlier in the show I suggested a foolproof, if unlikely to be acted on by the powers that be because none of them have got any balls, solution to getting older. And only a few episodes ago I talked about how most people aren't really that happy in the bodies they've been given. So yesterday, quite by coincidence, I find myself in a discussion about the pros and cons of elective cosmetic surgery. And I've got to say, I think it's really an interesting subject. I reckon most people understand why people have cosmetic surgery of any kind, but that understanding clearly does not necessarily go as far as approval. Not that it should be necessary for anybody to approve anything that anybody else wants to do with their body, as far as I'm concerned. So yes, as you can probably tell, I do have some thoughts about this subject. And so I'm now going to, as a matter of necessity drag you all kicking and screaming into the operating theatre of Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day, which hopefully will look a lot better when it's finished than it does right now. I think we all have to agree that cosmetic surgery comes with its own set of risks not the least of which is the temptation to overdo it. I personally know people, as I'm sure many of you do, who've decided to have cosmetic surgery of some kind, and in most cases I think it's absolutely fine, especially if it helps to improve that person's self-esteem, which of course it can. 
I think we've all seen what happens, though, when people have too much cosmetic surgery and can't seem to stop appending themselves to the point occasionally where they become almost unrecognisable. I'd like to think that those cases, though, are in the minority and more symptomatic of that person's inability to resist too much of a good thing, if you like. Now, if I'm to be perfectly honest, there are parts of my own physique which I would like to have, let's say, altered slash improved slightly. But it's unlikely ever to happen because I don't think I can afford it and I'm not really sure it's worth bothering with. Mainly because the part of my body I'm talking about is one that is visible the entire time and from what I can understand, it's really only of concern to me and apparently not to anybody else at all, as far as I know. Nevertheless, I have to admit that there is something in my brain that will not completely let go of the idea. There seems to be generally two opposing schools of thought concerning cosmetic surgery. One is to look your best by doing it, and the other is to age gracefully by not doing it. In my opinion, neither of these standpoints is a clear winner. If you want to look your best via cosmetic surgery, what is your best, actually? Meaning, isn't that subjective? Whatever procedure you have, ostensibly with a view to looking better, the simple reality is that there will be people who like it and others who won't. So you've got no guarantee of getting better reviews for any change to your natural outward appearance, despite the pain, trouble and expense of whatever procedure you choose to have. On the other hand, though, I can't entirely agree with those who champion the growing old gracefully thing. If there's a possibility that we can realistically change something which brings us to feel better about ourselves, then why the hell not, right? And that's the bottom line, isn't it? How we feel about ourselves. In other words, what matters most is that the person who's either chosen to have or not have a particular procedure is happy about the end result of having made whichever decision. At least that's the way it should be in a perfect world. But as I've very cleverly pointed out several times previously here on The Wonderland, we don't live in a perfect world and the vast majority of us are unfortunately influenced to some degree by the opinions of others, whether we realise it slash like it or not. And I suspect that many of us feel our lives would somehow improve if we looked a bit different to the way we currently do. As Paul Simon wrote in his song, Train in the Distance, the thought that life could be better is woven indelibly into our hearts and our brains. Touché, methinks. So my thought is this, unless you're an aging rock star or a Hollywood actor keen on career longevity, it's all good. Let's do it or let's not do it. Just remember, you have to be happy with the way you look because there ain't no way you'll ever be able to please everybody else. So either way, folks, it's another Wonderland win. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that would be it for our surgically adjusted and unusually youthful looking episode of Thought of the Day for this fortnight. Not surprisingly, perhaps it's also the end of today's episode of The Wonderland. And I would sincerely like to thank all of you for joining me for today's show, no matter who you are, how you are, or where you are. Thanks, of course, are also due to little Kev for dropping by once again, and I suspect he'll be with us again for the next show. 
if he makes parole. But now, it's time for us all to face reality once more. And I hope you'll be joining me again Friday after next for yet another inexplicable episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Wonderland.